Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, we are just a little bit over a week away from the beginning of Tennessee Titans training camp. And that means it's time to start the 2022 Locked On Titans training camp preview. I'm going to be going through the entire roster, position by position. I'm going to tell you guys who I think are a roster lock, guys who are on the roster bubble, and guys who I think are a long shot to make the team. We're going to start today with the offensive backfield. We're talking quarterback, running back, and sprinkling in a little special team. So time to begin the 2022 training camp preview on today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked on Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Titans fans, you can smell it in the air, can't you? It's almost here. The football season is right around the corner. We no longer need to talk about off-season activities. No, training camp is the true kickoff to the 2022 season. Like I said, just a little bit over a week away, but you guys know how the time flies. So with training camp right around the corner, we are going to begin that 2022 Locked on Titans training camp preview. We're going to be talking roster locks, guys on the bubble, guys who are long shots to make the team, starting with quarterback, running back, and a little special teams. Before we dive into it, do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. Also, thank you for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. If this is your first ever listen, make sure that you subscribe on whatever platform that you do stream. We are back to five shows a week. I'm going to be bringing daily Tennessee Titans content to you throughout the rest of the year, all the way into next year. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform that you do stream, free and available everywhere, including the Locked On Titans YouTube channel. Subscribe there, smash the notification bell, throw a thumbs up on the video if you're watching. Free content. I appreciate the support. Find me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans Show, Facebook page at Locked On Titans Pod. But with all that being said, folks, let's talk about the quarterbacks. And in my opinion, quarterback is a simple position to talk about at this point. There are three guys on the roster, and in my opinion, sadly, all three of them are locks. Ryan Tannehill, move on. Malik Willis, of course, the third-round draft pick. You're not going to let him go. And Logan Woodside, who I think right now the team feels is a better quarterback for the Tennessee Titans in the short term than Malik Willis. So with that in mind, they're, of course, going to keep Logan Woodside around because they trust him, as we know, with all the operational things, getting in and out of the huddle, audibles, reading the defense pre-snap, changing the play, changing the formation, all the different operational things we've heard QB coach Pat O'Hara talk about. Those are the things they're really working on with Malik right now, kind of starting from the ground up. Now, I have my own opinions on that, but either way, that is the reality. So, Logan Woodside, in my opinion, is a roster lock. Whether he should be or not, we might talk about that in the bubble section of today's show. But let's be real here. All three quarterbacks are a lock, and even 
if I thought the Titans would change their mind on what to do with Logan Woodside and Malik Willis, there's still no reason to let Woodside go at any point in time during training camp. You need that extra arm in there to, you know, make sure everybody gets reps. You can't have Ryan Tannehill throwing every single pass all day long. So teams like to have a multitude of quarterbacks to kind of share that responsibility. So all three guys are locks, in my opinion. At running back, Derrick Henry, the obvious lock there. I think Hassan, I'm sorry, but... If Darrington Evans was able to stay on this team for a couple of seasons, Hassan Haskins is absolutely a lock, and I think he's a primary backup to Derrick Henry, so he should be a lock anyway. Torrey Carter, I'll throw in there, fullback, but a back nonetheless. And in special teams, I did just want to sprinkle this in for you guys so you're aware of where that's at. I think Brett Kern, the punter, and long snapper Morgan Cox are the only real locks on the team. So uh, special teams-wise. Because Brett Kern, the Titans did a restructure of his contract. They wouldn't have done that if they had any intentions of getting rid of him in training camp. That wouldn't even make sense. And Morgan Cox is just a couple years removed from being a pro bowler on special teams because his, uh, or uh, all pro because of his ability as a long snapper. He did great last year. When at any time last year did you see the Titans have a problem with the snap? You didn't. That's one of those things where if you don't hear their name, they're doing a great job. I remember back to 2020 when the Titans lost a couple games because their punter, Brett Kern, got hurt on a bad snap from Bo Brinkley, which essentially ended Bo Brinkley's career with the Titans after like eight seasons as the long snapper. So long snapping is so, so critically important. Titans fans, more than any fans, should know exactly why. So Morgan Cox, for that reason, uh, and a local guy, Morgan Cox, for that reason, a complete lock, in my opinion, with Brett Kern. So all three quarterbacks, Tannehill, Malik, Logan Woodside, Derrick Henry, Hassan Haskins, Torrey Carter, and Brett Kern and Morgan Cox are, are my locks for the backfield and special teams on the roster. But we're going to continue having the conversation. It gets a lot more interesting, in my opinion, when we get to the bubble because it's not just about how good the players are and who is better than who. It's about the roster math and how you create enough room at certain positions for the guys that you need while not sacrificing what you need at other positions as well. It's all in the math game uh, when we're talking about the roster. So we're going to talk about the guys who are on that roster bubble in just a moment. Before we get into it, want to tell you guys a little bit more about our title sponsor, BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, all the latest news, uh, you're going to have future bets opportunities on the NBA or the NFL season that's ahead. Major League Baseball season is going on right now. MMA, boxing, golf. I mean, there's still a ton to get in on the action. Uh, and I gave you guys a lot of advice on Friday on how you can bet the Tennessee Titans. So hopefully you enjoyed that and, and can use that at betonline.net. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn all about the trends and the action at betonline.net. Bet online where the game starts. Titans fans, we are going to continue this first installment in the 2022 Locked on Titans training camp preview. We just did the roster locks for quarterback, for the backfield uh, entirely, and a little bit of special teams. We're going to talk about some of these bubble guys that I think 
could potentially make the team. And if you notice, I didn't have Randy Bullock in the locks. So we will talk about that kicker battle in just a moment. Before we get into it, do want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do, stream free and available on all uh, available outlets. You can find the Locked On Titans there. I do want to tell you that tomorrow we'll be talking wide receivers and tight ends. Wednesday or our third show of the week, we're going to be talking offensive line. Four show of the week, we're going to dive over into the defensive side and do the front seven. Fifth show of the week, we are going to be talking about the defensive backfield. Then next week, we're going to be in training camp week. I'm going to finally break out my roster talent tiers. We're also going to do uh, a more official like singular training camp preview, talking about different questions and different things as we get to the day of. Remember, training camp really starts for the rookies for the Titans on the 23rd of July. Then training camp kicks off for the veterans on the 26th, but we probably won't see the Titans actually out practicing until the 27th, which is Wednesday. I think that's um, the schedule that we saw last year, so I'm expecting something similar. The guys kind of check in, get in a good spot, have meetings, all that stuff on day one, and then hit the practice field on day two. Whether that's the case or not, I'll be here to report it for you guys. But let's talk about these bubble guys, and I'm starting at running back because, to me, that's where the most interesting conversation is had. We know, as I said before, that the rookie, Haskins, is going to make the team. Derek Henry, going to make the team. Torrey Carter, going to make the team. But outside of that, you got to think that the Titans need a complimentary fast pass catching back. And you got two guys who are really, really battling for that spot. And it's Trent Cannon and it's Dontrell Hilliard. We know that. The interest comes in, what if the Titans kept them both? Because my opinion, since Trent Cannon was signed, is that he's really a special teams player. I don't think that he's anywhere close to being as talented as Hilliard as an actual running back. Catching the ball out of the backfield, running the ball. I think that Hilliard is a more talented player in that respect. So, and with the way that Hilliard pass blocked at the end of last year as that third down back, I mean, Jeremy McNichols had somehow, uh, roster pirate Jeremy McNichols had a stranglehold on that third down running back role for the Titans for quite some time. And it was hard for me to believe, okay? I know that he had some good moments, but just not a talented enough player, in my opinion, to consistently be on the roster and get those valuable snaps. But Jeremy McNichols was reliable as a pass block. So as McNichols struggled a little bit at the end of the year and Hilliard started to improve, Hilliard was such a more talented runner and a guy with the ball in his hands that it became obvious, hey, we got to get rid of Jeremy McNichols and keep Hilliard on the roster. He is our third down back now. So I don't think that Cannon is a better player than Hilliard in, in those respects to be able to do that. Where Cannon has a major advantage is kick returning. Hilliard's okay. Cannon is one of the better guys in the league when he gets proper opportunities to return kicks. And not only that, but some of those little quotes that we get from the assistant coaches throughout the year really do tell us the vibes. And we should listen. Coach Craig Ackerman, special teams coordinator, talked about Trent Cannon's ability as a gunner on coverage teams, getting down the field on kickoff return, on punt return, or punt coverage, kick coverage. Those sorts of roles that can make him more valuable than just a kick returner. So let's say Cannon loses the battle of being the primary third down running back to Hilliard, which I think he should and will. Well, how does Cannon create a role on the team? 
through that special teams versatility. Now, Cannon's only about five foot eleven, and you know these numbers from the official team site and everything are a little, a little bumped up always. But you know he's probably about five foot ten, a smaller guy. Could he really battle against a double team on punt coverage as a gunner at that size? I think the Titans want guys like you know Racy McMath, guys like Dane Crookshank, guys like Nick Westbrook Aquino. All those guys are over six foot and considered kind of big for their for their position, stature-wise. So, well, I wouldn't say Racy is overly big, but he is a big, strong guy. You know, he's not thin-built. So, while I do want to take something from Ackerman there, I also do wonder about that physicality and how that fits. But either way, would the Titans potentially keep five backs. Would they keep Cannon and Hilliard, Henry and Haskins, and then Torrey Carter, who I'm counting as a back. He may be a fullback, but that's a back. So, would the Titans keep five when we've seen them typically just keep four? They want to have three running backs and then the fullback. If you do that, that means you can only have five wide receivers, maybe three tight ends. When I think the Titans are going to go more heavy tight end this year, and it may be advantageous to them to keep four tight ends if they're going to do that. You know that the Titans typically only want to keep two uh, quarterbacks. The Titans always only keep two quarterbacks under John Robinson. Well, if they're already keeping three, and now you're talking about keeping five backs, well, that completely eliminates the ability for you to have nine offensive linemen, four tight ends, six wide receivers, and have a surplus there, which I think tight end and offensive line, it's okay to go with four tight ends and nine offensive linemen. I would be okay with that, but you surely can't do that if you keep five backs and three quarterbacks. It's going to make the math hard. So that's really the interest. For me, I'm going to keep five backs, including Torrey Carter. I'm going to keep Cannon and Hilliard because I think that special teams is that valuable. I'm going to keep Henry and Haskins. But the change I would make is I would only keep two quarterbacks. So let's talk about that. I think Logan Woodside should be on the roster bubble. I've outlined why. Okay, maybe Logan Woodside is better at all of those operational things. And I don't mean to diminish how important those are. But the talent gap between Malik Willis and Logan Woodside, the Titans could install a simple playbook of like 20 plays and have Malik Willis run it, and I think that they would have more success in a real game than having Logan Woodside run the entire offense. There is no evidence of Logan Woodside being an NFL-level player, even when he played in the minor leagues. And every rep that Logan Woodside gets with the second team, with more talented players in the preseason and training camp, is slowing down Malik Willis's development. I'm well aware that Malik doesn't need to play until next year. But if he needs that much development, then you can't waste opportunities by giving it to Logan Woodside. And you add that to my opinion, that Malik Willis gives the Titans a better chance to win the game, even if he's limited in those operational things. Even as limited as he may be, I still think his talent, just running the ball alone, Run Wildcat. I still think that gives the Titans a better chance to win football games than Logan Woodside trying to be Ryan Tannehill. So, (laughs) that's my opinion. So, I think Logan Woodside should be on the roster bubble. And I think it's going to really make the math tough for the Titans 
with what I see on the roster, keeping three quarterbacks, even if I know that that's the reality. As for special teams, Randy Bullock, 84% on his field goals last year, way better than some Titans fans want to act like. He brought stability to the team. Remember Mike Vrabel telling him in the locker room after one of his many go-ahead kicks last year at the end of games? You found a home here, Randy Bullock. You found a home here. He went from Fat Randy, bad nickname, in in reality. Shouldn't call, you know, call him Fat Randy. You got to be better. But he went from that to Bulletproof Bullock. I mean, I just have a hard time believing that Randy Bullock won't make the roster after that performance in that season. But Caleb Shudick from Iowa, the rookie, 85.7% on his field goals, 100% on extra points. Did a little punting as well. He could make it interesting. Kicking, as we know, is completely momentum-based. Completely momentum-based. So, if Bullock struggles at all and Shudok is just high-flying, like, I mean, Sam Thicken was going to be the Titans kicker last year. And then all of a sudden, something changed the next thing you know. So, I'm just saying, because of that, I have a hard time believing that I need to put Randy Bullock in the roster locks. I'm going to have him and Shudok in the bubble section, and I'm curious to see how their performance shakes out. All the Titans beat reporters do a really good job of reporting uh, like the, the kicking competition and who's made who. So we'll have a good idea of how things are going throughout training camp. And it'll be excited to monitor uh, all of that. And I'll let you guys know after training camp every day, any open practices, I'll be here to report exactly what went down with the kicker battle. Cause we are watching folks. We are watching, but moving forward, we need to talk about long shot guys. And there's one guy in particular, that's a long shot that I really do want to discuss. And then I'll just recap everything for you, who I think is making the roster um, ultimately when things are said and done. Before we get into all of that, though, do want to tell you guys about one of our new friends over at Dave. Look, let's be honest here. We've all been in a situation at some point in our lives when we're a little tight on cash, and maybe you could only afford to put a few gallons of gas in your tank. Maybe you were eating ramen noodles for a week, which I know plenty about. Uh, you got another save the date for another wedding that you have to go to, and you got to show up with a gift, man. That's where Dave can help. Dave's a banking app. Uh, it can get you up to $500 instantly with their program, Extra Cash. That's more money to fill your tank, buy that wedding gift, or just catch up on your bills. Uh, you can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. There's no interest, no credit check is needed. So if you're in a pinch, and need some extra help, download Dave. Think of it as a helping hand from future you. I mean, millions of people have already downloaded Dave to get the financial relief that they need with extra cash. So again, download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly for terms and conditions. Go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer uh, transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve member FDIC. Remember, future you will thank you. Titans fans, we are going to cap off the first installment 
in the 2022 Locked On Titans training camp preview with our long shots. I like to call this game Lock Bubble Long Shots. It's always a good time to uh, to get my game show voice on. But either way, we've gone through the locks. We've gone through the bubble. Time to get to these long shots. Before we do, I do want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. As for your second listen, guys, Bet Online was the title sponsor. Bet Online's doing something really cool with the Locked On Podcast Network. So if you subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube channel or the Locked On NFL podcast, you're going to get a special episode starting today, Monday, all the way through the rest of the week where Bet Online put together a top 50 list of most valuable players in the NFL based on how they move betting lines. Keep that in mind. We're talking about if this player's in, if this player's out, if this player changed teams, how much would they move the betting lines week to week? A top 50 list of that. I think it's very interesting to look at it from that perspective. Those episodes are going to be going out, remember, starting today, Monday, July the 18th. Going to be going throughout the week. Five episodes, the top 50. You're going to get an analysis from the Locked On hosts. Like I talk about the guys who are on the list for the Titans. There are two of them. So make sure you check it out so you know where those guys uh, fit in. If you're uh, in the comments of YouTube right now, who do you think the two guys who made the top 50 most valuable players in the NFL list were? Let me know. Let me know. I'll let you know if you're right. All right. So going to the long shots. First, and only long shot that I have for the offensive backfield is Julius Chestnut, the undrafted free agent running back out of Sacred Heart. This guy was insanely productive. I mean, he was dominant in FCS football. He won all kinds of major awards. His 2019 season was phenomenal. Uh, Julius Chestnut is six foot one. He's about 215 pounds. He is a big-bodied sledgehammer. He also is pretty good and smooth catching the ball out of the backfield, though. So he's not a complete minus in that realm. Now, I got to say, with Hassan Haskins being taken in the draft, it makes it an uphill battle for Julius Chestnut to make the roster. It really does. Um, Well, I do have one more long shot. I lied to you guys. Read the notes wrong. One more long shot. But Julius Chestnut is a guy who I think is just in a tough position. The Titans just have too many running backs that they need to keep. Like I said, we were already debating whether they can keep both Trenton Cannon and Dontrell Hilliard. That was already a debate that we were having. Now we're going to talk about Julius Chestnut. The Titans drafted Hassan Haskins. Just more upside there. And I think it's going to make it hard for Chestnut to make the roster. But let me say this. I do think Julius Chestnut is going to be a preseason star. I hope the Titans can get him back on their practice squad. But like Makai Sargent last year, I think Chestnut's going to have a similar similar feeling to him during the preseason and training camp. But I ultimately think he ends up on another roster because the Titans simply just won't have room. The other long shot I have is Jordan Wilkins. And this may be dumb. Maybe he should have been in the bubble. But no, Jordan Wilkins, I, I mean, all he does is provide special teams value. He's not going to be better as a running back or fill the role better than Haskins will behind Henry or that Cannon or Hilliard fill. He's not going to fill any of those roles. He's simply a guy who's going to be able to play special teams. And while I do value that, 
The Titans can find other guys at other positions. They can play those special teams roles. Have Trenton Cannon be a kick returner as the extra running back. Basically, to me, you're either keeping Cannon or you're keeping Wilkins if you keep Wilkins. And to me, Cannon gives you so much more value. If Hilliard gets hurt, Cannon's actually an explosive guy who can match that a little bit as a running back. The Titans can find other guys at other positions with better math, like on the defensive side of the ball or tight end, to play some of those special teams positions. And Wilkins isn't going to return and give you explosive plays as a as one of the better return men in the game. What avenue does Wilkins have to make this team? I do not get the fascination. Last year, it's like he came in and played special teams and immediately got a penalty. And he had a couple of good plays in there just on special teams, but I don't get it. I don't get it. So, to me, Wilkins is a long shot and should not make the roster. He's one of those guys you, you put on practice squad. You call up if you need him. I'm okay with that. Um, but other than those two, other than, than Julius Chestnut and other than Jordan Wilkins, the other long shot is the punter, Ryan Stonehouse. Uh, Colorado State, look, the guy punted over 50 yards on average on like 58 punts last year in college. Good player, good punter. But you don't keep two punters. And he's not going to beat out the weapon, Brett Kern. Even if Brett Kern, who I thought might be cut this offseason, one of the things I did get wrong about the Titans offseason, admittedly, Brett Kern has declined five years in a row in his punt average. He's just not quite the same guy that he was when he got a big contract. And he's still one of the top paid punters in the NFL. The Titans wouldn't have done that. They would have just cut him and not restructured his deal if they wanted to get rid of Brett Kerner. It was even an open competition because now they're setting up themselves with dead money for doing the restructure. They, that's not that's not what the plan was. So, to me, Stonehouse would nearly have to be perfect to find a way to, to knock Brett Kern off this roster or to get kept and the Titans keep two punters. I would be shocked. Absolutely shocked. So, long house, or a long house, long shot for Stonehouse. That's kind of how I see things working out. So that's episode one of our 2022 training camp preview again tomorrow. Wide receivers, uh, tight ends, then offensive line, then the front seven on defense, then the back seven on defense. Training camp going to be a week away when I talk to you guys next. So excited for that. Five days a week, baby. We are back here on the Locked on Titans podcast. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. That's going to do it for me today, though, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.